You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on WMR.fm, episode number 427. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is my company's senior SEO, Scott Venak. Scott, nice, uh, nice rig you got there. I know it looks like someone else's. I don't know. Yeah, like, like it was handpicked just for me. <laughs> yeah, we are fully set up now with the proper podcasting rigs for both of us. Uh, it's uh, exciting times, exciting times, and you're getting oh. to use the uh, the amplifier that John Carcutt had, so it's also getting yeah. repurposed. Put to good use. I had something set wrong on it. It took me forever to get the mic to work, but uh, then I figured out I made a stupid mistake and that works. So look at that. User error the whole time. I wonder what John would say to that. I wouldn't that have told him. Quite an opening. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, um, it's been a little while since our Martin split interview and it was a, f- oh, that was so good. I, I really enjoyed that. And uh, I want to thank him again for being on. I know that I've already got some good feedback from people who've listened. If you haven't listened to episode 426 with Martin Split, please do. It is uh, very revealing. Lots of great stuff. And he's just a great guy. Like, so interesting to listen to. He he, he yeah. does like to talk, which is awesome. Like, that's why we're here. It so makes it our good. job easy. <laughs> it absolutely does. I sat and listened for basically the whole interview. It was awesome. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, on a very, very dark note, since our last episode, uh, war has begun in uh, Ukraine. And uh, that's really hit us hard at home. We've got uh, one of our main staff members is uh, in Crimea. Uh, so he's already been through this, but his whole family is in Ukraine. And it's, it's been a really trying time for him. And, and well, I've known him for 15 or so years. So he's a very, very close friend. And it's, it's just hard to see him go through this, worry about his family and such. So uh, we're thinking about him and all of the Ukrainian people. It's just uh, a nightmare. And uh, I can only hope that it's resolved soon for the best. Anyway, I've, I've been inhaling all the news on it. Probably not the best thing for my psyche, but it's been kind of fascinating and it is certainly affecting everyone and will so will do for years to come, no matter what happens. It's true. Whenever there's any kind of bad news, natural disasters, war, anything it is as bad as it is, it is fascinating and it's hard to get away from it. You just have to digest all of it. And I I don't know. I feel like it's good to keep informed with what's going on. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, disasters, 
I find a little different and sometimes they affect us, but in this case, it's, it's remarkable how much of an impact it's going to have uh, for the whole world for a long time. Uh, I won't get into it. It's, it's really interesting stuff though. I've uh, never been interested in politics, but uh, the impact on our economy and the whole nation's uh, war chests and everything, everything's going to change again. It's like we've rewound everything back to a war culture, which is really freaky. Um, anyway, lots of really good stuff on YouTube I'm finding. Are, and uh, I'm watching it three times a day, usually, <laughs> to try to keep on top of things. Again, partly because of our dear friend there and uh, the other part to really see how the world responds. Anyway, uh, search platforms um, have su suspended ads in Russia, which is great to hear. And you've got a list of them here. Yeah. So I found a few different articles and I was wondering if I should bring it up or not. And uh, I thought I would, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it kind of started with, I think Twitter was one of the first at, near the end of February and in the following week or so, basically everybody's starting to follow suit. And I'm sure those that haven't will, like Google has pulled their ads, uh, Microsoft slash LinkedIn, because Microsoft owns LinkedIn for those that don't know, uh, Snap, uh, so Snapchat, uh, Reddit, Microsoft has actually banned new sales of all Microsoft products and services to Russia. So it's extending beyond search ads. Uh, Facebook, uh, they were a little bit late to the party on the fourth and then Apple as well. I'm not sure when Apple started. I didn't see a date for that, but all the major players are, are pulling out uh, which is good, you know, let's, is it good? It, I, I'm so torn with it because it, it's bad for the politics in Russia that, you know, they don't want and the economy and stuff, but there are a lot of innocent people in Russia who are just civilians who don't want this war and it affects them too. So it's, well, you know, they don't sucks realize for, what's going on. They're being completely yeah, in the dark. And this yeah. is one way to make it very clear that the world's not happy with them. Yeah, absolutely. So but yes, anyway, absolutely. So that's good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's good to see a lot of these companies doing what they can anyways. Yeah, and, and my, I, I know McDonald's has shut down everything. Starbucks has shut down all of their locations. And it's a considerable amount. I mean, both of those places have a lot of footprints there. And again, that's going to be pretty hard for Putin to cover up. Uh, so I'm glad to see that. Now, um, there's or been a few... Hmm? I was going to say, or yeah, as a lot of people are calling him President Poutine, I think. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> little segue. That's what you my daughter calls him. Yeah. It, it, perfect. So she's one of them. Yeah. So if you haven't looked at this, at, at this data yet, go to Google Trends and do a search for Poutine, and you'll see a huge spike in searches for Poutine since this war broke out. And uh, it's really irrelevant, I suppose, but I just found it funny that so few people could spell his name and it's a, it's a global thing. And if you don't know what poutine is, uh, you haven't lived. So, you know, research that as well and get some, <laughs> and, um, to be fair, regular searches for Putin are also up even more than poutine, but, uh, I guess it's a common misspelling. I don't know, but it, it's entertaining to say the least. Awesome. Um, another note, I, I watched a movie called Icarus a while ago, a documentary. I uh, was suggested to watch one by a good friend of mine, and it is worth every second. Not only does it is it incredibly revealing; it's all about the drug, uh, drugging. Uh, what do you call it? The uh, doping crisis in, in the Olympics, uh, well, Russian Olympics, mm. or Russians in the Olympics. It um, also really shows just how much of a cover up was involved directly from Putin. And again, it just holy cow, the corruption. I mean, it's mind blowing. 
been going on since 1968. Wow. They proved it. Like, <laughs> it's nuts, man. Anyway, uh, another just a revealing peek into the behind the, the, the newly raised iron curtain of sorts. Anyway, enough of that. Um, on another sort of non-SEO note, uh, but it is interesting, is there's a new tutorial series coming out on Data Studio. The first one came out the other day. Um, it's, uh, in this case, starting with connecting your search console to Data Studio. Now, who, if you don't know what Data Studio is, uh, Google Data Studio is uh, kind of a, it's a dashboard system that allows you to integrate data from different places into one select URL. So you can just go to this page and you can see all your data. It's very handy when you want to consolidate data from different places. It is, however, not simple. Um, now, the series they're using now, uh, or they're putting together now, is makes it simpler um, using the existing connectors, they call them, that Google Data Studio is packaged with. Uh, so, you know, connecting Search Console, connecting Google Analytics, connecting paid ads, all that stuff will be possible, and I'm sure they're going to discuss it. However, a lot of the other tools we all like to use uh, from, depending on what you're using, of course, from SEMrush to Bright Local to um, uh, Majestic, you, know, you name it, all these different tools, they require paid connectors, which are not cheap. And um, that's unfortunate. I do hope that and I wish at some point that Google would, in, you know, create some of these connectors themselves. For, you know, it have created an industry, which I guess is good for the world in that sense. You know, there's business being done and money being made, but it is a little frustrating to have to pay for all this stuff. Um, at any rate, it, uh, oh, and on top of that, even though you're paying for it, not always does the content show because Data Studio isn't exactly 100% solid on that. Um, you'll find some stuff doesn't show a uh, connector isn't rendering something like that you'll get some sort of weird error and you'll have to refresh that's it you know it's free other systems that are similar to this you'll spend hundreds upon hundreds of dollars per month uh, just for access to their system so i'm pretty pleased with it we're using it for all our clients uh, slowly rolling it out for all our clients anyways it's, it's a bit of work to put it mildly but uh yeah, worth your, worth a shot. And I like that they're putting a tutorial series out. So check it out. You can find it on there. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, their blog 
in developers.google.com, their search blog. And the, the latest one came out on March 8th, 2022. And it's uh, connecting data studio. So check it out. Now on to SEO news directly. The Google search ranking algorithm update on March 4th, yet another unconfirmed update. What's this all about, uh, Scott? Yeah, I or think you it? said it. I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we, we get a lot of these. I feel like every show there's an unconfirmed Google update and uh, uh, in common fashion that we're used to. I haven't seen anything firsthand about this. You know, there's chatter, people talking about things happening. And across our client base, I haven't seen anything to indicate you know, you, we see little ups and downs all the time, and maybe some of those ups or downs are part of this, but nothing significant enough for me to get excited or worried or nervous about it. Um, this was in an article, I think it was on Search Engine Roundtable, and, and Barry also mentions it's unlikely related to the desktop page experience update, which we're going to talk about very briefly next. So a bunch of updates happening that aren't having much impact. Uh, I suppose certain industries and verticals will see results and, and fluctuation from this, but... Uh, so far on our desks, I haven't seen it. So it's good for me, I guess. Although ups would be great, but glad I'm not seeing any downs. That's true. Yeah, and we had seen some impact from local SEO, some of the big updates. Um, what did they call it? I can't keep track of all the names of these updates. Anyway, I believe it was February, early February. And that caused actually a bit of havoc. It doesn't usually cause any problems for us, but across our dentists and any of our local folk, locally focused right. uh, clients, it has stabilized, thankfully, and a lot of them have popped right back up again, as we expected and hoped. Uh, some, some required some extra work, though. Uh, definitely a good thing, though, all around. Google did tighten things up to prevent bad actors from getting uh, a, a leg up on all of us uh, using you know, some of the more nefarious tricks to get local uh, rankings. So that's good. Uh, just meant that we had to clarify a few things to make it clear that our, a couple of clients weren't doing that. And it worked, things moving up. So that's good. Um, and apparently there's the page experience update rolling out. What's this? Yeah, I feel like we talk about page experience way more than anybody wants us to, but there's always <laughs> something to say. Um, so yeah, last year, the page experience update rolled out for mobile in, I think it was March last year, and now it's rolled out for desktop. I think it started around uh, the end of February, February 22nd or so, uh, nine days later, finished. Did I, I, you, yeah, I know I saw it said you're disconnected. I, anyways, it... it Started on February 22nd, ended on March 3rd. Hopefully I enough of what I said got through yeah, that's, there. That's, that's, it wasn't very long. Yeah, okay, okay, cool. per perfect. And uh, <laughs> you know, you probably won't see anything happen from it. Uh, but even as Martin Split was saying in our interview last, uh, last episode that the, the page experience updates are going to increase in importance over some amount of time. <laughs> you know, it's probably a years, few years, probably, probably yeah. years before we have to really worry about it, but keep it in mind. It's there and work on improving your scores when you can, but don't lose sleep over it. Don't. Oh my God. If I lost sleep over them, I wouldn't be sleeping at all. <laughs> we would be all be so dead. many clients. I'm using this great tool. Uh, and for those who don't, who are looking for one that helps you monitor, it's called page speed plus. And, uh, you know, it's, I don't know, it's 75 bucks a month, but it's, really handy because we're able to put all our clients in it and it gives us updates on um, where they're sitting. If they go below a specific threshold, it notifies us. OMG, the amount of updates we're getting. It's just, 
it's using Google White House, which is what you should be using to sort of track to see what it, things, how things look and how well your, your page, how good your page speed is, how well it's ranking up towards core web vitals and stuff. And it gives you a score. Oh, we are updating these sites so often trying to keep that score high. It's beyond frustrating. And you know what? I honestly wouldn't bother if it weren't for the fact that, um, and, and uh, here's a peek under the, the hood of running a business uh, in the SEO industry, you're always on the lookout for these little chinks in your armor that competitors can use. And in the dental market, that's a, you know, they find something they're in. And in our case, you know, if we don't have our clients with that, they don't have high page speeds, like really good page speeds, we get calls pretty regularly from the clients going, why isn't my page speed higher? Someone just told me it's not. <laughs> and it's usually some email they just got and, and people are using this way to get in. And we haven't lost, I mean, we lost one client from it and that was not obviously a very entrenched client. Otherwise they would have asked us more questions, but um, you know, we want we're perfectionists to a degree. We want this to be perfect. So we're looking at other solutions to maintain this other than doing it by hand. It is too much work at this stage because it's not stable. It seems every time we change things, it just changes back. We get it high, a couple of days later, we get a low ranking again. Um, part of this is because the page speed um, update recently uh, has been kind of severe. Like it really changed how they were ranking things. And uh, yeah, frustration, very, very polite term for it. <laughs> anyway. You're so civil. Uh, yes. Well, it, it, is, it is very, very annoying. And um, I'm glad it's not having a huge impact on rankings because it is, I want to have a learning curve and they feel, I feels like they're changing the finish line every time we do a test. It's, and, and yeah. Going forward here, uh, <laughs> you found a very interesting uh, test done by Dan Sure, Tell us a little about this. Yeah, so this popped up on Search Engine Roundtable, and, and I'm going to test it out for myself and see. I haven't seen this firsthand, but it's definitely high on my to-do list. Uh, so back in 2018, Google had confirmed, sort of, that content hidden behind tabs or accordions, especially on mobile, was given full weight for ranking purposes, which makes sense because on a mobile, mobile. device yeah. in mobile. Well, I, I don't know if this test is specific to mobile or desktop. I don't think it's said, but that's what Google had said at the time. In mobile, if it's hidden behind these tabs or accordions, you got full weight because, you know, from a usability perspective, that makes sense. You don't want everything out. Um, and they've kind of stood behind this. And so Dan Shearer uh, made a little test, did a little test, and he expanded his accordions by default. And apparently it resulted in a huge boost in rankings for extremely competitive terms. Uh, and he also went on, he, he said that uh, it was mostly for FAQ related content. So that's about it for that. But he did show some, some screenshots from Search Console to try to, uh, you know, prove that this is true. And so I, I say, you know, if you want to give it a test, you know, try it on one of your pages, if you've got some of this hidden content and well, not, I guess it's hidden, but it's collapsed. So it's not really hidden. Anyways, try opening it up and see what happens. I know I'm going to look for a couple key clients that uh, might be able to benefit benefit from this and give it a test and see what happens. And if I see positive results as well, I'll, I'll report back on another episode. But uh, mm -hmm. interesting, it, it shouldn't help. And Google says it won't help, but it looks like it might help. So 
don't, might be a, don't, might be something yeah. they correct now that they've seen this, um, which yeah. is good too, right? Yeah, um, or maybe it was a glitch. Hot, who knows? Yeah, it is weird. I was looking through the article while you were talking, and I don't see anything suggesting desktop or mobile, which is a missing, pretty big missing factor. Um, we should know more about how this was evaluated. Probably does in his original uh, case studies. Anyway, um, we do quote unquote, know that mobile is supposed to take for granted what's in there is fine. You know, because you know they know that we're trying to tighten up the mobile experience for users. So it doesn't take a lot of space, more screen time and all that stuff. Um, and using accordions is a great way to do that. Now on desktop, as far as I knew, it was still being counted against you if you had accordions. Um, that's me probably be a little behind the times on that one, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, this Ooh. is really interesting stuff. Yeah. We, the, when there was a time when I had Dennis, our programmer, actually code a new plugin for accordions that would open by default on desktop and be closed on mobile that way so that we could ensure that that content was being indexed. Uh, it's what Google sees when it gets to the page, right? Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. Interesting stuff. Oh, thanks, Dan. Dan actually is uh, uh, got into SEO after listening to the SEO 101 podcast, which is pretty cool. He was a, a fan and he realized, wow, I could actually do this for a living. Now the bugger has a, a more popular podcast, but anyway. <laughs> we're, we're still waiting for that royalty check for getting yeah, in. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, good guy. And I'm really, really happy for him. He's done very well. All right. Google tests, removing estimated number of search results. Yeah, so that's kind of interesting. I haven't seen this again. They're probably just doing it in the US. It, up in Canada, we miss out on all the tests or in, and new rollouts of things. But uh, there were some reports and some screen captures where they're not showing the estimated number of searches. So, you know, you do a search for whatever you want, and you'll always see, you know, estimated number of searches, 800 trillion billion results, because that's, I think that's the default number now. There's so many pages for everything. Uh, and Google has been removing that as in some of their testing. And uh, it's not the first time they've removed it in testing. I think they did it probably about five or six years ago now, and they're trying it again. Uh, this figure is not super useful anymore, uh, but it's been a staple and it does have its place. Uh, you know, for example, from an SEO perspective, you know, you'll often do a site colon search to get a, a rough idea of how many pages on a site are indexed. And it's not super accurate, but you don't always have access to webmaster tools or other, other things that you might for a client's website or potential client. So, you know, you want to get a, a sense of what you're looking at. And, and that is affected by this. If they remove that data, you won't be able to do that anymore, uh, which is unfortunate. So, you know, that number doesn't have a lot of play for normal people. Uh, I think mostly SEOs, they're probably the only ones that look at it ever. But, uh, you know, after, geez, how old is Google now? 20, 25 years? I don't even know. A lot. A long time. Yeah. And it's so. been there. It's the same as us. We started in 97 and they technically launched then too. Yeah. So, I mean, all, yeah. all these years that number's been there. Like, just leave it. Come on. We're sentimental over that useless number. I did but, test and it is still showing for us in Canada at least, but who knows, maybe it's a, a test or it'll be rolling out permanently. Yeah, interesting stuff. Oh no. Well, let's take a, a quick break and we come back. We're gonna touch on, uh, well, a, a few more pieces on, uh, let's see, what is it? Local SEO. <laughs> there we go. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WMR.FM, hosted by myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Venak. So I had not seen this before. This is interesting. So Google's local search pack, <laughs> Google's local search pack is now interactive. The map. Yeah. Super cool. Um, and you know what the best part about it? It works in Canada. I could do it. Why? I just I just finished talking about a bunch of stuff and I hadn't seen this happen, but people say it, it works for me. So do a search. I did a search for my city name with pizza just because it was, a, I like pizza. Who doesn't? And the map is there and the map is fully interactive. You can, you know, pan over and you can zoom and click and all the things you would in Google Maps, you can do in that little embedded map now. So after all these years of being static, it's dynamic now, which is great. And I think for, uh, I think it might be pretty interesting for people who don't rank in the top three in local, because now for people that go to that map, they will see sites four, five, six, seven, that they might not normally see on the first page results. So that might help with some, some business for people that don't rank in the top three, typically in that local pack. So, um, it's funny. I always, maybe I took that for granted. It's been there for a while. I don't know. I always feel like I've clicked on it before and moved things around. Maybe but you maybe clicked not. on it and then opened it up in the second page and then you maybe not in the embedded I, little window there. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be a surprise to me, but then again, maybe it's just such a logical enhancement. Yeah. It's just natural, right? You, you assume it should work. I don't, I don't know why it didn't before, but it's great that it does now. So, so that's cool. kind of cool. Well, on a, a good news, tricky news front, because uh, it could be tricky for some businesses, but uh, Google has updated its verification processes for local businesses. Um, I think it's good news, uh, simply because anything that can weed out some of the garbage we see online would be a good thing. Um, but there's a few aspects to this. First of all, uh, they occasionally verify, re-verify particular locations. And when they do that, and you confirm and you've, you've re-verified, there's now going to be a new confirmed label that shows on the listing. Now, this uh, on, on, under your listing, it'll say uh, this com confirmed three weeks ago or whatever it may be. And it's just a, it could be kind of a, a trust signal when people look at the different results in the local pack and they see that, the, say, the three businesses, uh, one of them happens to have just been confirmed a few weeks ago less likely to be uh, fake or as trusted. I mean, it's more trusted. Anyway, it, who knows? It is something that either they're testing or they're going to be rolling out permanently. Uh, also, 
I guess this, because it's not being done for everyone, but there's going to be double verification required for some listings. I think it's when there's some uncertainty of, of the legitimacy. I would expect this is more likely the case for multi-location uh, businesses, like when in a, like, let's say a medical building where there's many, many doctors, where they're going to want to ensure that each of these particular businesses are actually in there. Uh, because those are frustrating. They're a little harder to market as well because everything's too close to each other. So I imagine they're going to be doing that and also other locations that are probably residential. This is going to be tricky for anyone out there who has um, said that their business is at their home, but they don't have any signage, which is a requirement for Google's guidelines. So you may have to put some signage out there, semi-permanent, whatever, for photos, you know, update your photos within your Google uh, profile with uh, photos showing your signage and then best to keep it there, honestly, uh, because that's the kind of thing that will show up. If, if, if that's gone, when they take a photo next, if like one of their local guys takes a photo and adds it and it's not there anymore, you could lose your listing. It could be suspended. Uh, on another note, I was looking through the local search forum and came across a somewhat connected piece of information. Um, it was a, a search thread and this user Kaiser Kaiser holiday. I don't know. Um, anyway, he says that after speaking to Google about a strangely high number of photo views on his clients, local insights, local insights are what you see when you log into your Google local profile. Um, and you look at the data showing how many views you've had on that sort of thing. Um, he was told that quote unquote, view photos or photo views is counting both impressions. That's the photo appears in the three pack or the knowledge panel. And if a user clicks to go to the photos. So these are really not all clicks, but rather impressions, which is very misleading. Um, and that's why you'll see absolutely insane numbers for photo views, because even just loading the page and your photo happens to appear, that's counted as, as uh, a photo view, but it's not necessarily someone clicking on it and viewing it. Uh, and, and this is part of what drives me a little bit nuts about that local insights. It's very ambiguous. A lot of the stuff I, I get questions sometimes from clients are like, well, what does this exactly mean? And I'm like, I, I can't really put it into words. And I realize I'm not sure of all the, <laughs> yeah. everything that comes together to make this stat. That's frustrating. It should be really obvious, especially to us. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's uh, kind of weird that we're still finding this stuff out after it's so long uh, with all this data. All right, we are. It's time for the Mueller files. Internal yeah. linking is super critical for SEO. This is kind of interesting because I wanted to talk a little bit about internal linking, anyways, and I had a note in our show notes to do that, and then I came across this link recently from John Mueller, and I, well, in Search Engine Journal about John Mueller. And I thought, well, that's kind of funny timing. So uh, in a Google office hours hangout, John was asked, if you have structured data for breadcrumbs, is internal linking still important for SEO? So John's answer was, yes, absolutely. Internal linking is super critical, like super critical. That's, that's saying something super critical for SEO. 
Uh, I think it's one of the biggest things that you can do to a website to kind of guide Google and guide visitors to the pages that you think are important. Uh, you should look at it in a strategic way and think about what you do care about the most and how can you highlight that with your internal linking. Uh, he mm -hmm. says a whole bunch more. If you want to uh, go to Search Engine Journal, you'll see it. But that's sort of the gist of it. And the reason I wanted to mention it is because it is super critical and a lot of people overlook it. And I've been doing quite a few audits lately. I may do lots of audits anyways, but recently I've had extra audits, I feel like, and extra consulting. And this has come up a bunch of times, surprisingly. And I don't know why more so now than it has before, but uh, in, in all the audits I've been doing, the clients have not been using inline internal linking as much as they should. And in one case, a client she even had on her, I think it was on her services page. If you want to learn more about this service, go to our homepage and scroll down and click the about more link. And, <laughs> and I, I, we had a call about this yesterday. It was pretty funny. And she's like, why would I do that? Why wouldn't I <laughs> link that? Like, exactly. Uh, so, you know, she had directed someone to go find their own way to find, find the link. It's <laughs> hidden on my site. And, but the thing is, it's not uncommon. I've seen that sort of thing before. And I don't know why that happens or why people do that, but they just do. And I guess the gist of the story is link to the content, uh, especially with, uh, you know, if you have a supporting blog post about a, a core services page or a product you sell or some important area of your website in that blog post, in the paragraph somewhere where it makes sense to do so, link to that other important content. Tell Google that this content over here is relevant to what you're talking about and you want them to go there. And it, it seems incredibly obvious, but so many people don't do it. And you look into, especially in blogs, they just don't do it. And so I guess that's the tip of the day, you know, link to your content within your blogs. And uh, it's good for SEO. And according to John, it is super critical. So. Well, and it's, it's a matter of strategy too. I mean, yeah. think about what is your cornerstone content. Now, what does that mean? So this is the content on your site that you want their eye people to, because it's been designed to interest them, create shares, uh, really engage them, but also lead them down your funnel, you know, making them ultimately go to the place you want them to, where they're likely to become a lead. And uh, that means, you know, when you're creating articles, if it turns out that you have an opportunity to link to your cornerstone content, do it. And as you do this, it just becomes more of a signal to Google that that page is very important and or those pages. So, you know, we often get asked, what the heck do we do for SEO maintenance? You know, when we do search engine optimization for our clients or we do much more than that now, but when we do, let's say what we call an SEO initialization, that's when we do the initial optimization on the site and it's getting it ready for our monthly. Um, they go, okay, so you're doing all this work. It sounds great. What are you going to do for me monthly? Why, why is, you know, why am I going to spend a thousand a month or whatever it may be to do for you to do monthly maintenance? if You've already done the work. Well, the thing is when you're creating new content, which you have to do in our and when we were working with us, almost always need content needs to be created. If it doesn't, it's much less money per month, honestly, because we have to do less. But um, we're going and looking at that content and we're optimizing it, but we're also uh, finding ways to do that internal linking. At the same time, we're looking at other pages. I'm getting a little off track here, but we're looking at other pages that we've already tried to get rankings on and we're like, okay, that hasn't really moved up a notch. Maybe there's some places where we can improve this. 
And one way, and we'll get into the other ways, but one way we can do that is perhaps add an internal link from another popular page, maybe one of those cornerstone content pages. So there is a lot that's done on a monthly basis. And uh, internal linking is something you do, you have to continue to work on. Uh, and shifting around some of this, uh, these signals can be a very powerful method for improving rankings where you need them to be. And this is particularly important when you're talking about, uh, uh, let's say, uh, what do you call it? Um, ah, words, but essentially, you know, a seasonal, thank you. Seasonal mm. Ross, I'm, I'm thanking myself for thinking. Um, <laughs> Good job. Seasonal, yeah, yeah. Seasonal uh, terms, you know, if you decide, okay, well, now it's time for me to really start driving traffic, you know, maybe it's October, you're, you really want to start driving people's uh, traffic or traffic to a specific article about, article about preparing for Christmas, you know, whatever it might be, you can do that just by switching some of these links. Anyway, that's, again, I'm digressing, but this is important stuff. And I'm really glad that uh, John answered that it's super critical because we've seen that. It is, it's very clear. All right, so how Google Search Console tracks people also ask performance data. What the hell is this, right? So if you're going to Google Search Console, um, you can find out where your, your results are appearing. And one of them is a, a data point that says people also ask. And if you go to a search result, and you look on that page, generally on that page somewhere, I think it's almost always at the end, but not uh, I see it mostly near the top. Well, or in the middle. I don't know. It's anywhere. It's all uh, over anyway, the place. I don't know. Um, <laughs> somewhere. People also, they, they give examples of what other people ask that are similar to the phrase you've done. And in, in this case, uh, someone had a question about, well, when I see this data in my report, what does it actually mean? So he, he thankfully, again, this is one of those things where we don't necessarily ask that question enough for more information. It says, Quote, whenever someone expands that people also ask section and sees the URL for your site, now that's important here, then that is counted as an impression. So only when people, if it's an accordion style, which is usually what it is, they click on that people also ask section and they see the result, that's when you get the impression. Um, because it'll be a, a, the content from your website showing up there with a link to you. Well, anyway, that's when that appears. Now, when it comes to measuring the ranking position, Search Console tracks where the people also ask session appears in a particular set of search results. If it's shown in the second position, for example, then all URLs shown within the people also ask box are counted as ranking in position two. Now, the only thing to watch out for, the Search Console performance report shows the ranking of the top most items. So if you have different URLs that are listed multiple times in a search result page, it will only track the position of the first one. Now you added something else here. Uh, oh yeah, so it was just uh, recently people have been seeing this people also ask box being displayed multiple times in a single search result. And again, as a Canadian, I haven't seen this. I hate that so much, man. I hate it when people are reporting seeing cool things or different things and we cannot replicate it. It drives me batty. Yeah. But um, uh, if you see it twice, great. Um, if you don't, well, I guess you're in Canada but um, or, or some other country where Google doesn't like to show us stuff until they're absolutely positive. They want to roll it out to everybody. Um, but just like, yes. Yeah, People also ask, sorry, I got messed up, messed up. Um, 
appears mostly in the middle or just, just down from the top, like say a local pack, or I did a search for tourist attractions, Victoria to see what it would say. And, um, the first couple are normal links and then top sites in Victoria is a, um, and, uh, ah, words anyway, uh, is a section. And then below that, uh, one more ranking. And then the people also ask, and then there's a whole bunch more below. And then finally, what I got confused, which, which is the related searches at the very bottom. Mm, gotcha. All right. So, um, we did have a question, uh, that was posted. It was really about, um, the updates, the unconfirmed algorithmic updates, and someone had suggested they thought they had seen some in, in end of February that because it seems to have affected, affected her. Uh, we don't have much we can actually add to that because, frankly, there's a lot going on there, and detangling it is nearly impossible unless you're, well, even if you were monitoring it all the time. Uh, I'm afraid we don't have anything to add to that. I'm sorry. But we do appreciate the question, and please do keep throwing them our way. We, we love those questions on our SEO Facebook group, uh, where you can just type in SEO 101 on Facebook, and you'll find it. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my company senior SEO, Scott Vanak, thank you for joining us today. Remember, we have a show notes newsletter you can sign up for at SEO101radio.com, where you don't have to miss a single link, and you can refresh your memory of a past show at any time. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which air every week on WMR.fm. Great. Thank you for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.